This week on the Jack Podcast, we go over the Seahawks versus Raiders game. Seahawks running wins versus losses. We preview the Seahawks versus Rams. We go over our fantasy football league recap from last week. We have our Earl Thomas Award. And last but not least, our NFL picks of the week. Let's go. Have you ever wondered what four jackasses sound like? Yeah, well, I got I got distracted. Well, now you do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Jack Podcast. Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, so we're Han Solo again. Uh, the snowstorm has gotten the best of the Jacks this week. Uh, some places in Spokane have got over a foot of snow. Uh, and we are pretty snowed in. As you can see, it's Christmas time. The Christmas tree is up here in the Jack Podcast. Uh, our lovely, my lovely uh, NASCAR tires are up, so we are in the festive mood. It is officially after Thanksgiving, so that means uh, your Christmas decorations can come out. So, uh, no uh, Instagram questions of the week. A uh, little busy for us doing our real jobs for me uh today and i didn't have time to put them out but instead uh you get to hear kind of uh my breakdowns about uh the seahawks versus raider game in a little more detail so for vast majority of the seahawks versus raider game it was looking pretty good um you start out the game um within the first minute of pretty much the raiders first play of the game you have uh, Quandre Diggs intercepting uh, Derek Carr and uh, Kenneth Walker scores uh, from 12 years uh, scores uh, with only not even 30 seconds into the game. Um, and you're like, hey, this could be good. Uh, then pretty much immediately after that, um, the, like the next the Seahawks and I believe they punt and then uh the Raiders, uh, Amir Abdullah, uh, drives down the field again, um, catches an 18-yard touchdown pass from Dan, uh, Derek Carr, and the game's tied up. And they're like, oh, that isn't too bad. Uh, then Carr throws another pick. This time, the Seahawks, unfortunately, can't get it done. They kick a field goal. It's 10-3. You're going to spot. Second quarter, they kick another field goal. It's 7-13. They're like, okay. We picked off Derek Carr twice. This game very easily could be 21 to 7. It should be 21 to 7, but we're only up 14 to 3. And from there, uh, the Raiders just kind of stomped on us. Uh, Matt Collins got a 36 yard pass from Derek Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a 31 yard touchdown run. Tyler Lockett comes back, scores a 35-yard touchdown pass, and then Daniel Carlson kicks a 36-yard field goal uh, right at halftime. So Seattle's down 24 to 20 at halftime, and again, this game very easily could have been 28 to 24 um, with them just getting you know touchdowns instead of field goals there to, in the first quarter um, and the beginning of the second. So. Uh, coming out of the third quarter, Seattle responds right away. Kenneth Walker, 14-yard run, boom, touchdown. It's 
Um, and then somehow Oakland drives down the field again, 11 plays, 68 yards, takes off six minutes and, 14, and 43 seconds off the clock, evens it up at 27 with a field goal by Carlson. Um, and then the Seahawks were looking pretty good in the fourth quarter. Uh, Travis Omer catches an 18-yard pass from Geno Smith to make it 34-27. And you're like, okay, defense, we just need to make a, uh, a hold. That doesn't happen. Denver, sorry, uh, Raiders march down the field, 10 plays, 75 yards, uh, and Foster Morale catches a five-yard pass from, Dan, from Derek Carr to uh, tie it up at 34. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, overtime, coin foot does not go away. Josh Jacobs rips off just an absolutely backbreaking run, 12 seconds um, in, sorry, in overtime with an 86-yard touchdown run. I mean, he was untouched the entire way. Um, I watched, I believe it was Brian Baum, Baldinger that did a breakdown of it. Uh, pretty much all, uh, all Josh Jacobs had to do was break a tackle off of uh, the safety, uh, the way, and he was gone. And that's exactly what he did. Um, as Josh Jones just couldn't get him. Um, which kind of leads me into my next topic here. Uh, Seahawks run defensive defense issues. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Josh Jacobs uh, had, uh, let me pull the stats here. He had 33 carries for 229 yards and two touchdowns with the big 86-yard dagger at the end. Um, the Seahawks gave up, allowed the Vegas to run the ball 40 times for 283 yards and two touchdowns. And again, with 229 of those coming from Josh Jacobs. In uh, their losses this year, uh, Seattle has allowed San Francisco to, to rush the ball 45 times for 189 yards and two touchdowns Atlanta ran it 31 times for 179 yards and two touchdowns new orleans ran it 48 times for 235 and three touchdowns tampa bay who by the way they hadn't done this all year ran the ball 44 times for 161 yards and a touchdown and vegas runs the ball 40 times for 283 yards and two touchdowns. So what that means is when the Seahawks lose, they are giving up. They're allowing the other team to run the ball 41 times for 209 yards and two touchdowns a game. Repeat that again. When the Seahawks lose, they are giving up on average 209 yards and two touchdowns a game while allowing their opponent to run the ball 41 times against them. Meanwhile, Seattle, on the other hand, on their losses, is averaging 19 carries, 80 yards, and .6 TDs. I don't know. 
I mean, Pete's always been a, we need to run the ball, control the clock, da 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 Well, that's not happening in their losses. Their own method is being used against them. In their wins, uh, Seattle went 19 for 76, zero touchdowns against Denver, 33 for 235, and three touchdowns against Detroit, 136 and 30 carries, and one touchdown against Arizona game one. 34 carries for 213 and two TDs against the Chargers. 25 carries, 87 yards, and one TD against the Giants. And the second game against the uh, Cardinals, they ran the ball 34 times for 158 yards, two TDs. That means in the wins, they're averaging 29 carries, 150 yards, and one and a half to two TDs a game. I I don't know if they need more bodies up front. Their linebacker plays in as well, but they need to learn to stop the run. And they also got to focus on their end, stomping down the throat of the opponent. Um, with Chris Carson, well, not Chris Carson, with Rashad Penny going out, he's thought those numbers m- might take a little bit of hit on their end, but... We've seen Kenneth Walker be able to affirm it. I think we just need to get a little bit more out of Travis Homer and DJ Dallas in the rushing game. Um, I mean, last week, Kenneth Walker, outside of his two touchdown runs, he had 14 carries for 26 yards. Homer, two for eight. DJ Dallas, one for two yards. Uh, you just you just can't be getting under 70 yards a game and expect to win. Uh, this team is not built for that. Their defense isn't built for that. Um, and they just don't have like a, like two or three big, good run suffers. I mean, Al Woods is great, but once Al Woods gets tired, you kind of see this team kind of start to flounder a little bit, um, and not be able to stop the run. So, um, we'll just have to see kind of what their game plan is against the Rams. And, uh, we're going to go into now our Seahawks versus Rams preview. Seahawks versus Rams. Pete Carroll, Sean McVay has been your daddy the last few years, and he owns you. That will not happen this time. Matt Stafford, concussion, probably out. Aaron Donald, out. Allen Robinson, he gone. Cooper Cup, out cam makers questionable probably hasn't is, has done nothing this year probably not going to do anything this game there is no excuse why the seahawks shouldn't hang a 50 burger on the rams who's going to stop them? the only guy on their team is probably bobby wagner and he's old and this is a revenge just like you did against russell wilson in denver that you proved to the nation oh god I got a little excited there. I apologize. And I got to fix the camera. This is this is the joys of podcasting, people. You get your camera just the way you want it. And then la la. All right, there we go. This is where you prove to everybody within the NFL why you got rid of Bobby Wagner. You go out and you hang a 50 burger on the Rams defense 
in their house and you prove that you are the new king of the NFC West. No excuse. No excuse. I expect the Seahawks to run the ball 29 times for 150 yards and two touchdowns. You do that. That's what they're averaging in all of their wins. You do that. You're going to beat the Rams. There's no way the Rams should be running over 100 yards in this game. Hold them to like 50. There's no way the Rams should be throwing the ball for 230 yards. No way. None, zero, nada, zilch. Seahawks should absolutely dominate this game for all four quarters and all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, clock in, clock out, clock out with a W, go back to Seattle, be winners, beat the crap out of Carolina the following week, and get ready to beat the living piss out of the 49ers in two weeks to take back first place in the NFC West. Seahawks, you got to beat the Rams and not just beat them. You got to destroy them, and the Seahawks will do that this Sunday. All righty. Well, that was fun. That got a little exciting. But now on to probably why none of you listen to this podcast, the Week 12 uh, recap in our Fantasy Football League. Yay. Everyone's most favorite time. Uh, Still some very interesting league stuff going on. Um, Last week, there was a couple upsets. Uh, Some guys... uh, had huge weeks while others not so much uh the first matchup we're gonna go over is uh ken versus jordan in a 108 to 116 win ken beats jordan uh jordan did not get a lot out of juju smith schuster or christian mccaffrey but he did get some points out of dak prescott meanwhile ken can thank his lucky stars that Josh Allen got him 45 points on Thanksgiving because outside of that, his team did diddly squat. He had eight points from Devontae Smith, eight points from Dalvin Cook, four points from Michael Carter, six points from Faramuth, and Devontae Adams had 12 points. Pretty much his entire Running back, wide receivers, all co- and tight end combined for almost as much points as his quarterback scored. And when you do that, that's not good. But yet, Ken held on because Jordan didn't do too hot either. He got three points out of Doss Knox, 10 points out of Cordero Patterson. Williams for Buffalo got him 13. And, uh, just it wasn't Jordan's week. And sometimes when you're number one, you just you need to get these games out of the way before uh, the regular season starts. Uh, Jordan did make one bad start. He did not start Garrett Wilson, who went off for 28 points on his bench. Yikes. Um, but hey, Jordan has a comfortable lead. He can get through these. His biggest thing is he can't have his team scoring 108 points come a couple weeks in the playoffs. Otherwise, he's out. Uh, moving on to our next matchup uh, from last week. We're going to go look at 
the Bros versus Garrett. The Bros came out hot. They scored 152 points, thanks to 32 points from Patty Mahomes, 24 from James Conner, and 15 from Travis Kelsey. Meanwhile, Garrett got an unexpected 16 points from Metcalf, 21 points from Eckler, 19 from P. Ryan, and 20 from DJ Moore and the Carolina Panthers. But unfortunately, he got done in by Aaron Rodgers getting knocked out of the game against Philadelphia and only scoring him 19 points. Uh, and he also left Zay Jones, um, not Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones on his bench with 25 points, an unprecedented win uh, that the Jacksonville Jaguars had over Baltimore. Uh, pretty much the only, there's no way to beat this. Pretty much Garrett was going to lose this game no matter what. Um, the bros have really started to flex their muscle. And congratulations to Andrew and Justin. They are now up to sixth place and in the final playoff spot. Uh, moving on to uh, King Dragon versus Danny. Oh, Danny was cooking some gravy this week. Mm. He had 52 points from Josh Jacobs, 26 from Tua, 16 from Isaiah Pacheco, and Waddle got 13 and Hill got uh, 14. So Danny's big thing. If Miami does anything on offense, the boy is going to cook amazing food. And when he doesn't, he don't look good. Okay. He, he lives and dies by the Dolphins. And that's probably why he's out. He's very close to being out of the playoffs. Uh, King Dragon, 41 points from Jalen Hurts. Fantastic. 33 from Miles Sanders. Oh, even better. 4.6 points from Mike Evans. 8 points from Darius Slayton. Oh, no. Not good. Uh, only Indianapolis's defense really didn't do very much. Danny wins by almost 25 points even on the bench no matter Danny could have even made it worse if he would have started uh Justin Herbert instead of Tua Tagovailoa I mean Danny would have broken 200 points if he started Justin Herbert but hey not everyone's a champion baby uh King Dragon still uh on the peripheral uh my entire team is hurt package and his team has been in a free fall as he is now down to eighth in the standings that's not good, KD. That's not good. Thank God there's Coors Light and Space Dust in your future. Uh, moving on to Alicia versus Andrew in the battle of the two for 20 at Applebee's Cup. Um, <laughs> man, oh, man. So going into going into uh, Monday night, D-Row had Najee Harris. Alicia had Jonathan Taylor. D Rose up by 10 points. And needless to say, when Najee scored that touchdown, Ken Henry said, That's it. The game's over. Well, Najee Harris got knocked out of the game right after that with an abdominal injury. And Jonathan Taylor kept scoring. I mean, I was about ready to go over and murder Ken for the old Ken Henry curse. Uh, but somehow, Jonathan Taylor. And very questionable play callings from uh, 
the old offensive lineman, like not knowing how to use timeouts in Indianapolis, pretty much cost Alicia her shot at the win. Uh, D. Rowe got some good news. He gets back Jamal Jamar Chase this week. Darren Waller's a couple weeks out. But you know what? He also needs Travis Etienne and Najee Harris to be healthy because his team is going to be dominant if it gets in the playoffs. Let me repeat that. You should have knocked Dero out of the playoffs when he got the chance. He's going to win out, baby. He's going to win out. He's going to be in the playoffs, and somebody's going to be crying that last week. I play Kyle, and I play Ken, and both of them are going to be crying. Um, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, how you doing? Sorry, I went into a little bit of a wrestling promo there. Uh, the last matchup of the week, uh, this person kind of won the triple threat match of the week. Uh, Chris Bird beats Kyle 171 to 102 uh, to knock Kyle back down to ninth place in the standings. Uh, Bird, not only did he win high score of the week, but Bird also won most points uh, jumped up to second place of the week, and the birds had a kid. So congratulations to Chris and his wife. Um, just huge weeks. I mean, Justin Jefferson outscored Tom Brady this week again. Uh, birds wide receivers are insane. He has Jefferson. He has Diggs. Higgins went off. Godwin went off. He got 20 points from Miami's defense. My God. The only guys who didn't go off were his two running backs, Antonio Gibson and Tony Pollard. Outside of that, Bird's team is unstoppable, and his team is very scary. Scary outside of the running back position. So, congratulations, Bird. You're set up nicely for a playoff run. Hopefully, the odds are in your favor, as I believe he came in second last year. So, um, we're going to move on now to the preview for this week's matchups. Um, as I already mentioned, uh, me versus Kyle playing a seven versus nine matchup. Uh, and then a very important battle here, Jordan versus Danny. Uh, Jordan's got, I believe, a couple of guys on a bye this week that he wasn't expecting. Uh, he's got CMC, who's questionable not to play. Lamar Jackson, questionable. Chubba Hubbard on a bye. Uh, and he's having to go with pretty much backups. Now, he's got the stack of Dak and Lamb. He's going with Palmer for the Chargers. And I need Jordan to win this game to knock Danny back a little bit. Uh, Danny is going with the team, the town bicycle, Taysom Hill at quarterback. He needs Josh Jacobs to put up amazing points like he did last week. And then, like we said before, uh, he needs Miami's offense to do anything. Uh, Danny switching it up a little bit at that quarterback. He's going with Herbert over Tua. So hopefully Herbert against the Raiders, he can score a little more points. Uh, moving on to our next matchup here. Um, we're going to go, uh, with myself versus Kyle seven versus nine, pretty much the loser of this game is out of the playoffs. Uh, Kyle going with Trevor Lawrence against Detroit. Uh, he's got Debo, Olave, Saquon Barkley, uh, white for Tampa Bay, Conklin, Kamara, Pierce, Philadelphia, uh, I'm projected to win 151 to 134, but my biggest thing is if I have a couple of guys get injured, uh, I've got backups in JR Hasty and Mason from San Francisco on my bench, along with Ty Johnson. Uh, 
uh, just in case uh, I have a couple guys that can't go. Uh, Nick Chubb looking to have a solid bounce back. Um, Tyler Lockett, just keep doing your thing. Amon Ross St. Brown, need you to catch some TDs against Jacksonville. Uh, that will be huge. Um, moving on now to the Bros versus Bird. This one is also a very interesting one because the Bros are in a position where they need to keep winning. And if they don't and say one of the people behind them wins, uh, it's going to be eh, – it might knock them out of the playoffs, unfortunately, for that week. Um, you got a classic Brady versus Mahomes, Scary Terry versus – Justin Jefferson, Watson. The Bros are going with Watson. Hopefully, can keep up the hot hand against Chicago that he's had the last couple of weeks. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. It'll be interesting to see if he's back. Joe Mixon. He had that fifty-point game, but outside of that, he's really done nothing for the Bros. Travis Kelsey, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. Will Keenan Allen stay healthy? Too early to tell. Uh, and then Bird's just got his very solid team. So. I expect that game to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, the Bros, unfortunately, you might get another loss after scoring a lot of points, which would absolutely suck for you, and you just hate to see. Um, and here's another very interesting matchup. So we have King Dragon versus Garrett. Both teams are 5-7. and seven. And hypothetically, if I beat Kyle... Danny loses to Jordan. Bird beats uh, Bird beats the Bros. The winner of this game may be back into playoff contention. Let me repeat that. If I beat Kyle, Danny loses to Jordan. Bird beats the Bros. Alicia beats Ken. The winner of King Dragon versus Garrett may be back in the playoffs as disgusting as that seems. Whew. Meanwhile, if Ken loses to Alicia and every single thing I just said, Ken may be out of the playoffs. Whew. Man, these last few weeks are going to be nuts. Um, King Dragon and and Garrett. Uh, Garrett, too early to tell if Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy enough to play. Uh, that's pretty much going to be, you know, his season if he can't. Uh, he hasn't really picked up a quarterback to replace him because he has Matt Stafford, who's also out. Uh, King Dragon, well, he's got pretty much no one left on the bench uh, except for A.J. Dillon and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Vance Jefferson. Uh, so King Dragon is hoping and praying that he can somehow squeeze this out. Uh, if not, this will pretty much eliminate Garrett's season as he is like last in points scored and he'll lose the tiebreak over or over pretty much everybody for that. So um, moving on now to the last match of the week, uh, Ken versus Alicia. This is going to be a pretty tough battle. Um, Alicia going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if she's getting... Uh, some fancy advice from her girl, Courtney. Um, but Kyler's on a bye. There's, there's got to be probably a better QB than Jimmy G out there right now, fancy-wise. That may be on the bench, but who knows? To each their own. Um, but she's riding that, Tampa, that Buffalo defense. Uh, she's 
getting TJ Hawkinson to score points for her. Uh, she's getting great play out of Stevenson and Taylor, and that's kind of what she needs to do to keep it up. Uh, Ken, Ken is going to live and die on DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift goes off. Ken wins. DeAndre Swift dies. Ken dies. Sorry, Ken. That's just the way your season is kind of gone. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's going to move us over to the standings for the league. Um, in first place with 1,721 points scored is Jordan. In second place with 1,656 points scored is Bird. Both Bird and Jordan have locked a playoff spot. Um, the next person in, pretty much, I believe if she wins, she's in, is Alicia. She controls her own destiny this week. Uh, she is 7-5 and five with 1,641 points scored. In fourth is Ken with a 6-6 six and six record with 1,658 points scored. In fifth is Danny with a 6-6 six and six record with 1,653 points scored. In sixth with a 5-7 and seven record is the Bros with 1,788 points scored. They are first in scoring in sixth place in the standings. They have a lot of tiebreakers because of that. Uh, in seventh, which this might be the record for most points scored to make it into the to not make it in the playoffs, with a five and second record, seven record, and 1,653 points is D-Row. In eighth, with a five and seven record, with 1,567 points is King Dragon. In ninth, with a five and seven record, with 1,554 points is Kyle. And in tenth, and the least amount of points scored is Garrett at five and seven with 1,466 points. May the fantasy odds be in everyone's favor this week. Good luck, and may the best fantasy team win. You know the kind of guy who does nothing but bad things and then wonders why his life sucks? Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. My name is Earl. Earl Thomas. Hey, all right. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the week, the Earl Thomas War, where we get to find out who was an idiot that you're giving an award to for this week. And this week, you may be wondering why the episode is labeled hashtag thanks, Adam. Well, you see, I am in a dynasty league, and I was over on the west side, and it's about a 45-minute drive from where I was staying at to one of my buddies' house. And I am currently in last place in this dynasty league, and I thought I'd make it spiced up. I didn't know how effective Aaron Rodgers was going to be. And early Sunday morning, this tweet came out. From the guy who I've complained a lot in previous Jack podcast seasons about, the one and only Mr. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter tweeted, Nathan Peterman will now be the Bears starting quarterback today. Trevor Simeon, who was supposed to start, hurt his oblique during warmups and will now serve as number two to Peterman. David Montgomery will be the Bears emergency quarterback. Cool. Thanks, Adam. So, as a result, and, and Schefter being the prestigious NFL person who fact-checks all of his information and has had zero issues of accountability when it comes to the 
reporting stuff accurately. Put that out on Twitter. And this isn't even Adam Schefter's fake, the fake Adam Schefter that tweets out stupid stuff that people think is real. No, this is his actual freaking Twitter account. And so I fell for the bait, and I starred Nathan Peterman. And I'm driving along, I'm driving along. <laughs> on my way to Enum Claw, looking at all the mountains and stuff, the snow around, just having a hell of a time, looking forward to hanging out with the bros, eating some pizza, uh, watching NFL Red Zone. And I get to my buddy Andy's apartment, like, Andy, I made the pickup of the week. I'm going ballsy. I am starting Nathan Peterman for the Bears this week in Dynasty. And Andy looks at me and goes, uh, Nathan, Nathan Peterman's not starting. It's her assuming. I'm like, ah, oh, stop it. You're just messing with me because I got there. No, no. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Peterman is the backup for the Bears this week. Sit down on Andy's couch, pop on red zone. I instantly see. Trevor Simeon in a Bears jersey. I'm like, God damn it, Shifter! Ah! In that time, from when I drove to my buddy's house, Shifter got his tweet wrong and caused me to lose this week in fantasy. So, Adam Shifter, here's a big F you. So, this week, if something goes wrong in fantasy that you do, or there's anything you want to blame it on on social media or whatever, Use the hashtag thanks Adam and tag Adam Shifter's sorry ass in everything you do on Instagram and Twitter this week. So congratulations, Adam Shifter. You are a jackass, and now I'm getting back at you. Use the hashtag thanks Adam this week to draw attention to his terrible reporting. Hey, 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 this might not be what I think that I don't even know is in there because there are a lot of presents in my car and I don't know which is which. Suck on this. What the hell is that? Michael. That's, what do you mean, Michael? That's not Thank you to The Office for that amazing clip. Uh, that is going to probably be the highlight of the episode. Um, the good old-fashioned Michael getting mad at Toby um, and Toby getting a, a rock. So, But now it's on to what all this gambling degenerates love, the NFL of the week. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to Thursday Night Football, where in the great area of New England plays Buffalo. I am going with the Bills to circle the wagons. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Pittsburgh looked really good running the football. Atlanta has looked really good running the football against Seattle. I am going with Pittsburgh to pull the upset. In Chicago, Chicago's daddy, Aaron Rodgers, is hurt with a thumb and a rib. But, ah, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears are going to lose to their daddy. Green Bay beats Chicago. Jacksonville at Detroit. Detroit gets a surprising win and beats Jacksonville. The New York Jets 
have benched the milf hunter in search of Mike White. They travel to Minnesota to take on Justin Jefferson, and I'll have I'll have her home by nine. But she also calls me Daddy Kirk Cousins, and boy, Kirk Cousins is on a roll, baby. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings win this one. Ooh, the sexy matchup of the week. The Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. Washington, they may have botched the putting up of the Sean Taylor jersey, but you know what they're not going to do? They're not going to botch this one against the Giants. Washington wins. Tennessee at Philadelphia. You got the Titans, and you got the spirit of Rocky battling it out. One city known for Ben Franklin, and the other, well, they're known for the Franklin, Tennessee's Daryl Waltrip. That was the best thing I could come up with that one. Give me a break. Philadelphia wins this one. Denver at Baltimore. Well, Baltimore sucks, even though Mr. Lamar might not play. Baltimore wins this one. Cleveland at Houston. Ooh. Just run, Nick Chubb, run. Use all that Chubb, Cleveland. Cleveland beats Houston. Seattle at the Rams. We've talked about this before. Seattle is hanging a 50-burger up on the Rams. San Francisco versus Miami. (laughs) Boy. Oh, boy. If San Francisco does not have CMC, there's no way they have a shot in this game. I'm going with Miami to win this one. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They have Kansas City looking for the revenge. You also have Skyline Chili of Cincinnati. Kansas City ribs. Skyline Chili Cincinnati. Well... Someone's ending up on the toilet after this, and I'm going with the Chiefs to do that. Kansas City loses to the Bengals. The Chargers at the Raiders. Let me tell you, the Raiders run the damn football all over the Chargers. Josh Jacobs has a great week. Raiders win this one. Indianapolis at Dallas. This is one of those, why is this a Thursday, uh, Sunday night game? And all of America gets to watch it. Dak wins big. Oh, boy. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. This is going to be an ugly one. But this is also a game you can also see Taysom Hill getting, like, four touchdowns in. And we'll have, like, eight touchdowns on the year and they'll only come in two games. <laughs> Thanks, boom. Uh, but Tampa Bay is going to win this one. Uh, tiebreaker. Ooh, tiebreaker score. I am going with. Uh, New Orleans, 21. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 24. Indianapolis, 7. Dallas, 28. Uh, Team scoring the most points this week. I am going with uh, Seattle to do that. Mm -hmm. Yep, take the Hawks. And the team to score... Uh, the least I am going, uh, 
with uh, the Rams, L.A. Rams. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we should finally recap our standings real quick. Save the picks here um, for our pick group. Um, as I click on the right thing, uh, our Jack Podcast group. Uh, so far in first with a 115 and 64 record is Jordan in second place with a 105 and 74 record is Kyle in third place is team D row with a 102 and 77 record and in fourth place is a 101 and 78 record is Justin. So that is going to wrap up the Jack podcast for this week. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. Use the hashtag. Thanks, Adam, for anything you don't like in fantasy football this week. And also make sure to tag Adam Schefter in it as well. And until uh, next week, you guys all stay happy. Stay- what was that me getting cross-tied between happy and healthy? Happy? Ah, oh, God. I just need to stop. I have more ammunition for you guys. Bye, Jack Podcast Nation. Seahawks country. Let's fly. This has been a Jack Podcast Studio production. Make sure to like us on Twitter, Instagram, and check out every Thursday morning for a new podcast.